0: It looked like we were going to be having a lot happier conversation on the 3-1 podcast uh, for really most of this game, Brett. But Caleb Johnson goes into the pile and comes out of the pile on the other side. No Illini even close to him. Runs for a 30-yard touchdown in the final five minutes of the game to give Iowa the lead in the eventual win over Illinois 15-13. The line I fall to five and six on the season. Andy Olsen and Brett Barons with you on the three and one podcast. Brett's boy, this would have been a really nice win if they if it if they had gotten it and it looked like for a while that they were going to.
1: Man, they controlled the second half, Andy, and I had it written out in my head, you know, the story of Brett Bielema comes back in his first time. At his alma mater since 2010, when he was coaching Wisconsin, Illinois hasn't won a Kinnick since '99, when Vilma was an assistant under Kirk Ferentz. It was all there on the storylines, and yet it just evaporates that quickly. So, missed tackles there on that Caleb Johnson run; he goes for 30, and Illinois goes for it on fourth and two, fourth and three from their own 33. They call a timeout before they had come out and then we're going to punt. Brett Philema calls a timeout. They end up going for it. They don't get it. The ball gets batted down. That was a pretty common theme in the fourth quarter there. Iowa's defense getting its hands up on those John Paddock passes and, uh, and that's the ball game and comes out from their grasp that quick in a low scoring affair. Like many people had projected But the tough part and the reality of it, Illinois had so much momentum in that second half, Andy, up 13 to nine. All they have to do with about seven, eight minutes left is put together a long drive, maybe go get a field goal. Maybe if the drive's long enough, they don't even need any points because they're already up four, and yet they can't sustain the drive. Uh, They have to punt with about seven minutes left. They only take up about two and a half minutes on that drive when they, they needed six, seven, eight minutes to essentially end the game, not able to do it. And Illinois leaves with an L, still haven't won in Iowa City since 99.
0: Yeah, let's uh, start at the end and then work our way back. Uh, let's start with that batted down pass that you talked about. And like you said, there were a lot of them in the game. I don't know how much of a difference it makes going from Luke Altmyer, who's about 6'2", you would say, to John Paddock, who's six foot even. But Iowa was just getting their hands up all day. And what do you make of that call on fourth down? Like you said, punt team was out there, and then they gave themselves some more time to think about it with about three minutes left in this game to decide to go for it. Personally, I like the call much better to go for it in that scenario, uh, considering what the defense had just given up. I know that before that touchdown drive for Iowa, it had been like six straight punts or something like that for the Iowa offense. But yep. still, I think you got to keep the ball in your hands, control your own your own destiny if you can. Because it was only fourth and two. Uh, definitely easily convertible for the Atlanta if they do get it.
1: Yeah, it was six straight punts Iowa had before that. And they just could not get anything going offensively. And then Illinois gets a pass interference call on that drive, kind of extends it. Illinois had the, I would say, upper hand on the penalties. They had gotten several that had gone their way up until then. Uh, and Iowa able to put together a drive when it mattered most. Their offense is just not good. And somehow here, you know, they're uh, what, 9-2 and two team? Like, pretty incredible for what they are and just how lackluster this offense is for them. And yet they rely on their defense. Andy, I had no problem going it on 4th and 2 there. 3 don't know why you call timeout. Put your best play out there and force the defense to react right away. You you give them a chance to get set and prep on the timeout call. And it's like if if you do convert that, don't you want to keep your time out? I mean, that's kind of how I view it. You'd rather have that second timeout there. So I don't know. I mean, I, no problems there going for it, but it's just like get up to the line, get your best play and, and get the thing snapped. You know, that's, that's the only question I had there, because like I said, even if you get it, you still need that second time out to drive down the field and try and set up a game winning field goal.
0: Yeah. It, you would have loved to see them know on third down, whether or not they were going to go for it on fourth. And of course that depends on how short it ends up being like what the yardage is going to be. But you know well no andy
1: i'll say this Mm -hmm. sorry to cut you off i asked belem of that specifically after the game and he said anywhere from four and six in they were going for it so like if you already know that on third down then have a call ready on fourth and just go for it you know
0: yeah then i don't even know why you bring out the punt team in that scenario if you already knew that you were going for it from there either way not successful i think it was a good play but Like we've said, it's just the Iowa defense making a good reaction play and getting their hands up and getting that ball out of John Paddock's hand before it even crosses the line. Before that, you know, as we work our way back, talking about that defense, you have to give them credit because of how they played. Of course, you have to take into consideration the opponent they're playing. Iowa not very good, as we've said. But still, forcing six straight punts and then, Came down to just one P.I. call that got Iowa into Illinois territory. And then all of a sudden, a lane opens up for Iowa's running back. And just like that, Iowa, for the first time since early on in this game, in the first half, they found the end zone. One of the only, what was it, probably three touchdowns in this one.
1: Yeah, that's all we had in the game was three touchdowns. And Deacon Hill got the touchdown earlier in the game to his tight end. Uh, he was wide open in the back of the end zone. And then Reggie Love got his way in, scampered in from yard out. And that's all the touchdowns in the game. They traded some field goals in there as well, but a whole lot of punting. And I just felt like the game was there for Illinois. And I know there's a lot of talk afterwards about you know them holding on to a lead and, and not being able to execute. And that has certainly been fair, and that's happened this year. I think of Wisconsin, where they got outscored 18 to nothing in the fourth quarter, had a lead and weren't able to finish the game. This one certainly falls into that, up 13-9 to nine with seven, eight minutes left, and you're not able to, to finish the game. But they've also had a lot of games where they've come back and, and won, you know, and yeah. in the fourth quarter, you know, been able to execute down the stretch. I think of Minnesota. I think of uh, Maryland there. They were able to hang on to that lead and get the win. I think of the first game of the season you know, um, against Toledo where they came back and and did execute. So, you know, it's kind of short-sighted for us to be like, well, you guys never finish a a game because that's not been the case this season. You know, four out of their five wins, they've been able to to execute in the last couple of minutes and and get the victory. And so, uh, you know, I don't necessarily buy into that completely, but not certainly a reason why this team doesn't, have full eligibility you know you think if you're able to close Wisconsin and turns out Wisconsin's not that good you know if you're able to close that game you you come into today and, and you're not having to sweat now next week having to beat Northwestern to get to a bowl instead if you don't you're going to be spending at home in the holidays and, and while we would have at the beginning of the season looked at this Northwestern team and been like that's going to be a win for Illinois oh, yeah. you can't say that because Northwestern already clinched its bowl birth and so it's going to be a fight next week. That's for sure.
0: I think that's something that's working in Illinois' favor as well. Is that you know, of course, there's the rivalry factor. There's going to be a lot of fight no matter what. But this is not five and sixteen versus five and sixteen like we saw in 2014, where, where both Illinois and Northwestern were five and six. Um, so at least Northwestern has their bull eligibility already set. They know that they're going bowling. That's one less motivator for for them going into that game, and and that certainly plays into Illinois' favor, you have to imagine. Uh, John Paddock will be the starter in that game. Brett Bielema already announcing it. He kept it close to the vest coming in against Iowa because that was the first time that he's had to make a decision since week one, right? Because last week against Indiana, Luke Altmaier was not cleared. There was no decision to make even after John Paddock's heroics at Minnesota. Uh, So, he makes another decision, this time going with Paddock, riding the hot hands. Had a pretty good game, gave Illinois a chance to win today. Um, Don't look at his completion percentage. I'm not sure that tells the whole story. There were a lot of drops, it seemed like, from the Illinois receivers that I think played better overall today than they have been for most of this season. I think the past two games have been really good for that receiving core. But Paddock puts them in a scenario to win today. And, uh, Brett, do you think... Bielema making the right decision by riding the walk-on?
1: Yeah, I do. I mean, I think he gave them the best chance today. Now, you could argue maybe Luke's been beneficial to get out of the pocket, but there were a lot of quick passes, a lot of quick hitters. uh, And I do agree with the drops. I mean, there's a Casey Washington drop in the fourth quarter. And kept the chains moving. You know, Pat Bryant had a couple of drops today. Isaiah Williams continues to be solid. Third straight game of 100-plus receiving yards. I think he's going to be first-team All-Big Ten, Andy. I mean, he just continues to play so well for Illinois and and just be the rock that they need on that receiving core. But you just don't have the guys behind him that are consistent enough for this receiving group to really, I feel like, be that next level, to take that passing game to the next level. And so, uh, you know, they... They passed a lot. I mean, 40-plus attempts for John Paddock. And I felt like Iowa really tried to take the run game away. Do do want to give credit to Reggie Love, though. I thought he battled. And he's the, I guess, Nick Finanzo on scholarship, the true only scholarship running back that's had any kind of experience playing today for Illinois. We learned Caden Fagan's out for the season. He needs surgery this week, Brett Bielema says. And so they lose four scholarship running backs this year. I mean, pretty crazy that Josh McCray, uh is gone, that Caden Fagan is now gone, Aiden Loffrey now gone, and Jordan Anderson all gone due to injuries this season. And yet Reggie Love steps up in a big way today. And, and I thought he was pretty effective overall against the stout Iowa defense that I felt like wanted to make John Paddock throw the ball. Like that was their game plan. Say, so, hey, look, if you want to go throw 40 times, we're fine with that. You beat us that way. And ultimately, I thought it was a pretty decent game plan from them that, They wanted to make Illinois pass happy and that's what they are able to do.
0: And I think that Illinois more than obliged with them, uh, having that game plan coming in as well, because, uh, the play calling from Barry Lunny today, I thought was really good. Uh, and the receiving the routes, despite the drops, the routes that Illinois was running seemed to have been a lot better than what we saw earlier in the season. Um, just simply because they were getting open and finding these soft spots of the Iowa defense and not everyone's able to do that, Brett.
1: Yeah. And I thought, like I said, I was just a lot more quicker offense. We've seen Luke uh, be a little delayed in decision-making back in the pocket. Uh, I think because he knows he's got his legs. I don't know how many reads he's actually making, you know, if that makes sense to where he's checking a second or third guy. I think John's pretty decisive in the pocket that he's, uh, he's not a real threat to run. And so he's going to, get to that second, third, maybe even fourth option, uh, looking off some guys. And so uh I, I thought he was pretty positive back there and I'm not really all that surprised that he's gonna start next week. Uh that's what BLM has said. I asked him about that at the very end of his press conference today. Like, is there a competition? How do you see this shaking out next week? And he said, Nope, they're right and John. He doesn't anticipate a uh, Luke playing, you know, or at least getting a start in there. And so we'll see, man. I, I mean it all comes down to this, right? Like Illinois for a chance to get back to a bowl. Everything they've been through. I feel like if you can, if you can ride that and at least get to a postseason game somewhere. It doesn't matter if it's Detroit at this point. Just get there, and uh, you, you know, you feel a whole lot better than sitting at five and seven, and uh, you know, not getting those extra bowl game practices.
0: Yeah, and just how much it would mean to for this program to have seasons in back-to-back bowl games, which they haven't had in more than 10 years at this point.
1: Yep. 2010, 2011, last time that has happened. And then before that, it was a decade before that, essentially uh, early 2000s there where they went uh, maybe not even that 2000. I think they missed the bowl. Uh, 99 made one. I don't think they made one in 2000 and then went to the sugar bowl in 2001. So this program has just not had sustained success. Remember, that's what we talked about at the beginning of the year when we were in Indianapolis for big 10 media day, it was all about can Illinois have sustained success, get to back-to-back bowl games, continue to build that not only helps your current team, but it helps recruiting as well. And you need that in year three for Brett Bielema. And now they're on the ropes. Got to beat an upstart Northwestern team. The good news is it's at home for the Illini, but we haven't really seen them play all that well at home either. Yeah, that's uh, true. I, I I do think though, Andy, if they play as well as they did today, uh, all things considered, I think they're going to give themselves a really good chance to win next week.
0: Yeah, I I think so too. And even though that Northwestern's not the team that we possibly thought they were at the beginning of the season, I, I definitely think that this is still a winnable game for Illinois. And like you said, those practices I think are the most important thing, and that's. Remember Brett Bielema tried to get tried to be one of those five win teams his first season in Champaign that snuck into a bowl because there weren't enough six win teams that time and he always talked about those bowl practices those are important like they need them for those guys to develop um, so if they get those doesn't matter if they're playing in Detroit at the Little Caesars Bowl or whatever it's called now I'm I'm not familiar Quick Lane right. <clears throat> what do we got Quick Lane Bowl Quick Lane Bowl there we go sorry Detroit. Um, if, even if it's the quick lane bowl on boxing day, I don't, I don't think they care. I think they just want to be able to get that, that postseason berth for the second year in a row. All right, Brett, ultimately a disappointing day, but as b pointed out in the post game presser as well, not all negative. A lot of guys work their ass off as he said, but, uh, it's, it feels like that if this team, the way that they're playing right now had showed up. At different points earlier in the season, maybe things would have been different, but it it is nice to see Illinois finally uh, performing maybe closer to what we expected coming in this year.
1: Yeah, I mean, if if team shows up today against Purdue, you don't lose by 25, you know, Uh, there's several points at this season where Illinois just did not play well and. You can argue that some of those games, you know, could have gone the other way. You know, if you don't get a fourth down conversion against Toledo, you're probably not winning that game. You know, if if you don't, um, I'm trying to think of some of these other games where, you know, throughout this season, like if you don't get John Paddock heroics at Minnesota, you know, maybe that doesn't go your way. I, I do think I'm a believer that some things even out, but you know, I, it's it's going to be really disappointing to look back. If they do finish five and seven, and it's going to be a lot of what ifs for what this team has and what it showed it could be, you know, because I, I feel like this team is good enough to play in a bowl and, and be 500. And yet they've just shot themselves in the foot too many times this season where they have not played consistent enough football uh, to get over the hump and, and be good. And, you know, when you lose at home to Nebraska and only score seven points against a very mediocre Nebraska team. You know, yeah. when you go lose at Purdue you year one to Ryan Walters, you know, like these things just add up. And at the end of the season, when you look back, those two games in particular, to me, stand out are the the reasons why uh, this team could be spending the holidays at home.
0: All right, Brett. Last thoughts from Ivo. What is your, uh, in in just a few words, what is your, uh, the, the impact this one leaves on you as we head into the final week of the season?
1: Yeah, I think, you know, I was very good, especially defensively. Their offense is just putrid at times. I mean, six straight drives ended in a punt, yikes. Uh, no, no, it's not. You know, they they were, Iowa was a favorite to win the West. I had predicted them to win the West at the beginning of the season. That comes true as they clinched the outright Big Ten West title in the final divisional title for the West. Uh, and maybe it's fitting that Iowa does that they're, they're playing very traditional big 10 West football and, uh, they walk out with that last championship for the West forever will be the, uh, West champion. And, you know, yeah, I, like I said, I, I think for me, yeah, you had this one, but it's, it's, uh, it's the other games this season. Purdue in particular, in Nebraska that are just going to hang in the balance for me that uh, they played some bad football at those times. You know, it's not like they were predicted to win this game. And uh, when you lose to the Big Ten West champ, not all is lost in that, you know. But certainly stings when you're in position to win a game and can't close it out.
0: All right. This is a busy podcast feed this weekend as after Illinois men's basketball got the win last night over Valparaiso. They're back on the court on Sunday. They take on Southern, not Southern Illinois, just regular old Southern, uh, as they try to uh, try and stack as many wins as they can before Big Ten play gets started here at the beginning of December. We'll talk about that game tomorrow night then, but for Illinois football, one week left at least. Could lock up a postseason berth as well against Northwestern. It's the trophy game, Battle for the Hat Brett Bielema, 2-0 in the game so far in his tenure. He's going to want to make it 3-0 as he tries to get to another bowl game again. For Brett, I'm Andy. Thanks for spending the time with us post-game as we break this one down. Again, we will see you tomorrow with that game recap against Southern. And the Sunday no-huddle, of course, with Robert Rosenthal hitting the feed. At some point coming up this weekend. So stay tuned for that. Thanks again, and we will see you on the next one.